title of this message is, Do You Hear the Cheer? I'm sure you can point to a person or several people who invested in you as a person. They saw something in you that just really needed cheering, encouragement. Maybe they helped you grow or get better. Or you maybe grabbed something from them, a value that you inserted into yourself that you walk now in life with. And maybe it was faith that they showed you. And at your time of need, there was someone who cheered and encouraged and nurtured your faith. And right now, you might hear the cheer of them. Or maybe you saw one of those folks in the video we just watched. Do you hear that cheer? For some of us, the first person that comes to mind is a parent. For others, it might be a teacher or a coach or a friend or a colleague. In the book of Hebrews chapter 11, the author is talking about the faithfulness of many biblical heroes. Starts with Genesis 1, mentions all of those who are listed in the Bible. Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses. Whole chapter is dedicated to those heroes of faith. And before their name, it says, by faith. Moses, by faith, Isaac, and it continues to go on, and how their faith contributed to the world and to people in their lives. The author talked about how they overcame difficulties and obstacles because of their uh, one common denominator was faith, faith. And they were flawed humans, (laughs) but they persevered, and they went through, not around, difficulties. And they inspired this writer of Hebrews. And he builds this stadium of heroes, and he proclaims this. Let's take a look at this together. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let's throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. He begins the chapter with this big therefore word. And it's as if he's grabbing the names of those people who live by faith and saying, now do these things, Christian. And in light of all these heroes, this great cloud of witnesses, these saints surround and their faith helps us you can add to that list we call the church triumphant those who have preceded us and received their crown of victory family friends these witnesses who have gone before and they ran the race they walked through life they touched lives around them and their beautiful actions maybe helped us persevere these names we have read today They're witnesses to the amazing grace of God who helped get them through those challenging times and difficulties. And we have memory of them in our mind as we have read the scriptures and those who have walked and stepped into the eternal and helped cheer us on as we run the race. Who's cheering you on right now? Who are you cheering on right now? 
I was a freshman in high school, my mom and dad started the divorce process. Eventually, my mom moved into a little apartment in the small town of Rising Sun. My brother Scott and I lived with her. My dad and brother Joe lived out on our farm, out on the ridge. My brother Joe was attending Mount St. Joe. Within a couple weeks, I started making some poor choices, hanging out with the wrong people. It wasn't long before my grades started to plummet. And it was so bad that in the spring of my freshman year, I was kicked off the track team. I love track. Why? Because of my coach, Coach John Roeder. He was like a father to me, and he knew what my parents were going through and what I was going through. I remember one day he sat down with me, and we sat on the bleachers of our high school gymnasium. The lights were out, and he just sat with me and talked with me. Because a few days before that talk, I had gotten arrested for having a case of beer in the back of my little Dodge. And I was taken down to the Rising Sun Jail. He told me that he would always be there for me if, he needed, if I needed to talk. Time and time again, he checked in with me and he encouraged me in my schoolwork. And he believed in me. And he was there to help turn things around in my life. He helped point out, as the writer of Hebrews states, things that hinder me and the sin that was easily entangling me because of the hurts and struggles. And you see, when he sat down to talk with me, it was just a time where I needed a man like that, and he was there. And he chose to sacrifice his time to sit down with Whitey, which was my nickname In high school. I don't know why, but it is. Anyway, we all need people to rally us. You know, during this pandemic, stadiums and ballparks have been, for the most part, empty during sporting events. Athletes have constantly stated how weird it is not to hear the cheer from real live people. And they said sometimes it's depressing hearing that fake crowd noise. And you probably heard it if you've watched any sporting event during this pandemic. And they turn up the volume. (sighs) We need to hear real authentic cheer. People to encourage us, to rally us. The cheer from the faithful, the prophets, the scriptures. Those who have gone before us and we need to cheer other people on especially right now in this time, in this age. We are also called to be people who, by faith, help cheer others along as they run the race and the course set before them. Parents, I know you're investing so much time in your children. You've you've purchased things like sporting equipment. You probably have paid uh, over the years for braces (laughs) and college and vocational school and other things that you've poured into your Uh, kid, but how have you invested in their faith life? How have you cheered them on in that pursuit, which is so, so important? And nobody loves your child like you do. And the spiritual development is the first and foremost responsibility for parents, but also for us as the church. I'm about to turn 50 years old in December, and I still call my mom every week. If I don't, she calls me. When I need some encouragement or a listening ear. She lives in Florida. 
And when I call her, her cell phone hardly ever goes to voicemail. And she listens to me. She prays for me. She gives me solid advice and encouragement. And she even corrects me at times. She celebrates things with me. She cheers me on. Hi, Mom. At Anderson Hills, we believe the church is best poised to equip parents to lead children in their faith walk throughout every age. And we encourage parents to lead in that. And we're responsible. We're here to equip parents and encourage and help them have that house become a faith-learning place. You know, the church family provides people in the community of faith when that baptism when we baptize that baby or child we all proclaim vows to come around and nurture that child on their journey your research has shown that one child needs five adults to cheer them on in their faith besides their parents the church can provide that that's why we need so many volunteers in our children's ministry that's why we need you to serve You don't need biological kids to pass on faith. We have a lot of kids that need spiritual mothers and fathers who, by faith, help insert those good things of God in them. And you have to do that early by your words and attitudes and encouragement, especially between the ages of 5 and 8. By the age 13, beliefs and values, they're pretty well set for life. But you can continue to do that throughout life. You must believe in those kids. They need our unconditional love as a church and your unconditional love as spiritual parents, biological parents, grandparents, and so forth. I think, too, your kids need you to believe in them as well. They never outgrow that. And think about these heroes of faith. Their cheer is really a cheer believing in us and those who have gone before us into the eternal. We've tried to do the same with our kids. And it's not. Maybe you don't have, maybe it's not your kids, you don't have kids, but you can still cheer people around you as well. Think about a friend or a coworker or a family member that you need to cheer for maybe right after this service today and doing that in a creative way. My grandmother Mary took me to Mass. I talk about her all the time in my uh, sermons. My mother-in-law, Karen Schindler, who passed away in 2004, she bought me a suit because when I came to college at NKU, all I had was country boy clothes. And she couldn't imagine me wearing those country boy clothes over in the sanctuary (laughs) at the traditional service. She bought me an Oxford and a tie. But she did so much more than that. She cheered me along in my faith. You know, they couldn't help themselves. My grandmother, my mom, Mary, and Karen. They couldn't help themselves because Jesus was the pioneer of their faith. Jesus paved the way way for them, and his cheer was never, never fake. It was authentic, it was real, and that living word breathes out, cheering as we see him as the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. And I found that I was filled with love, hope, and a call to persevere in life. There's so many examples in the Bible. My, fr- my favorite is Paul and Timothy. 
Paul had met Timothy on one of his journeys uh, through Asia Minor, and he was, Timothy was the son of a Jewish woman who had become a Christ follower, and he also had a Greek father. One day, this traveling preacher by the name of Paul came to Timothy's house, his hometown of Lystra, and he spoke at his church. And after the service, his mother Eunice invited Paul to come and have some church supper, post-church service supper, at their house. It's where Paul met Timothy, and he loved this kid. He said, man, this kid's mature, bright, well-spoken, has deep faith. And he was so impressed after that church supper, he was like, Timothy, Barnabas and I are going to Galatia. I would like for you to go with us. So the next day, they departed, the three of them, and it proved to be the most incredible thing that ever happened to Timothy in his life. They went to major cities, Philippi, Thessalonica, Corinth, Ephesus, and the jewel of them all was Athens. You can't help but to do a lot of growing up and maybe experiencing the call on that kind of adventure. And Paul watches with pride as Timothy grew into adulthood, not just physically, emotionally, but deep, deep faith that he saw in him as he was filled with the Holy Spirit and he was called to proclaim the gospel. They planted a church in Ephesus. Things had gone really, really well. Paul had to move on and continue to plant churches, and he needed someone, he needed someone to stay in pastoral leadership at that Ephesian church, and that man was Timothy. Paul preaches his last sermon, calls Timothy forward. They kneel. The elders come up and lay hands on him. He becomes the pastor of that community and church. Fast forward. A few years later, Paul's in jail, and he's, he's writing uh, letters, and he writes two letters to Timothy. And he says these things, and they're filled with hope and cheers. To Timothy, my beloved child, grace and mercy and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve with a clear conscience as my fathers when I remember you constantly in my prayers. As I remember your tears, I long night and day to see you that I may be filled with joy. I'm reminded of your sincere faith that first dwelled in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice and now I am sure dwells within you. Do you see what happened? There's this cheering and giving words of life to Timothy through that string of faith that has gone through the legacy of grandmother and mother. And it passes on. And you think about the profound effect that that had in that church of Ephesus. And Paul sees that. We can hear and see their cheers in the living, breathing word of God. It comes hot off these pages that nourishes our growth. We're to be inspired by godly, godly examples of these saints set during their lives. Their lives of faith encourage us to live a way of life too. And they pioneered faith, carrying out the will of God in joyful obedience to not only spirit-filled writings, but also nurturing people along the way. Nurturing you. From our most precious child to our oldest member and friends here at Anderson Hills, we're not alone in our faith journey. And you're not alone at all. We have loved ones, family, and friends who have gone before us. And no matter how discouraging life events get, we can make it through through the encouragement of Scripture and the encouragement of their cheer and our cheers for one another 
in the faith. And the most modeled godly life for us is Jesus Christ and his gift of the Holy Spirit. Can you hear? Invest yourself, my friends, in this lost and dying world. And you can do it about anywhere. Invest your life into something that is eternal and lasts. You know, all the things we accumulate will someday become rust and end up in a junk pile. But cheering and investing life in a person, that's eternal, man. It is. It requires commitment. As the writer goes on to say, let us throw off everything that hinders. What's slowing you down? What maybe is entangling you, maybe in selfishness or, or pride or, or not giving up your time to invest in someone? What would happen if you made one shift in your life that would free up so that you can shift life and breathe life into someone? Coach Roeder helped me throw off things that were entangling me and hindering me. He did that in life, but he also did it... When I was running a quarter mile and high jumping. I'll never forget the spring of my senior year. My grades improved to where I could run on the track team. And we were at this huge invitational. Which means there were several uh, track teams there from various schools. And it was at Rising Sun Track. Our team was tied with another team. And it all came down to the mile relay. Guess who was the anchor of that relay team? The last person to run the last 400 meters of that 1,600-meter relay, moi. <laughs> I remember it was, it was late in the evening. The, the, the track lights were on, and we, were, we had a cinder track. We were a small-town school. We didn't have the, the fancy, you know, uh, rubberized track. And I remember Brian Thompson was flying around, and he came 100 meters, and we were in the relay zone, and he handed me the baton, and man, it was really close with other, other runners. And I went around, banked around the second corner, carrying that baton. And we, I was dead even with two or three guys. And about 200 meters, here is Coach Roeder. <laughs> saying, come on, Whitey. Come on, Whitey. And then he, he left. I just left him in the dust. And I'm going around the third turn, coming to the fourth turn. And guess who was at the 100-meter mark where I was about to make my kick? Coach Roeder. He ran across the infield and was right there when I needed him. Come on, Whitey. I took that baton to the house. <laughs> we won that invitational. At the end of the season, I was voted track captain in 1989. Why? John Roeder. Cheering. If you, buy, if you go over to Rising Sun, there's this big sign right by the track, and it's named after John Roeder. Who are you investing life in? Who are you cheering, sacrificing time, lifting up, encouraging who are you cheering beside you or kids? You know, it's, it's our job as the faithful people of the church. And we have to dig into the word and hear the cheers from that, insert that cheering in our race. And the cheer of God comes from that word, and we see faithful people who have gone before us, those saints. Think about how different history might have turned out if, if Timothy's mother and grandmother had not passed that baton of faith to him. 
What if Paul had not come along and seen the potential in that young man and invested years into his life mentoring Timothy? We would not have those beautiful letters, and Ephesus would not have had Timothy as their pastor. We have to pass that on. We have to cheer the kids we coach or teach, people around us, coworkers in this time and age, especially what we're going through now. And when we join that great cloud of witnesses, after we take our last breath, there will be people who will be grateful for the legacy that has been placed in us.